Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Real Life, Real Talk, Real Jesus. I'm Chase. And what we have for you today is a very, very special episode. An episode where we're going to talk about us a little bit. We're going to give you some insight information that you may not know about us. I have Jeremy. Jeremy is on today. He is the guest host of this entire podcast. Been there from the beginning. So everybody welcome Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. So, Jeremy, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get out of our comfort zone a little bit. Okay? We're going to we're going to be a little real, which we're always real. It's real talk, you know. So, yeah. Yeah. What we're going to do though is we're going to talk about things that that you may not know about us. We're going to kind of deep dive into who we are, what we do and 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 how we live our life. And I think it's about time because we have gone a long time. Not many people know what I do for a living. You know, it's, we keep that on the hush-hush, and, and we kind of keep a personal life separate. But, you know, things are changing. It's time to be more real with you. And and that's what we're going to try to do today. Jeremy, what's, what's your thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. I think um, I think often we... we we make our lives so private that we put ourselves on an island sometimes and it's good to be private it's good to have things um that you you know you keep to yourself or you keep to you and your spouse or whatever um you ain't got to let everybody know everything but i think it's at certain points it is good to open up and share things yeah, absolutely absolutely and everybody has their their home life their personal life that they don't go out and disclose some people do I, I don't know why but they do um, some things are best you know kept between you and the person you're speaking with that's why they call private conversations right absolutely so what we're going to do is we're going to tell you a little bit more about us you know jeremy last time went over a lot of details about where him and his family are now what they have going on and and it was just amazing what they're doing uh, i'm just i'm so grateful to have you know a friend that is that is so in tune to do what god's wanting to do what god's called him to do and especially your wife as well so jeremy is there anything you can think of that you didn't share that that you think people need to know about you oh um Uh, you're going to have to ask me that later. <laughs> <laughs> right. How manicured is your beard? Let's just uh, <laughs> it's actually uh, very trimmed now. Uh, oh, I went, nice. went yesterday. It's now a close beard. It's no longer a long one. Um, I went yesterday to get a haircut. Told her I only wanted a, I wanted a tiny bit cut off, and she cut the entire thing off except for close to my face. So now I no longer have a long beard. Oh wow! Well, I got to see this. You got to send me a picture. Oh, I, I, I will. I will cover it up. That's amazing. I told him to shave his beard a while back. He's like, I'm never going to shave my beard. Yeah, well, this what? I didn't do it this time. She did it. I do want to point out one thing about you, Jeremy, that I, that I know for certain. You are one of the biggest Georgia Bulldogs fans I've ever met. All right. Well, we might have should have saved this one for after Saturday then. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I am. Uh, that's my team. Has been my team for as long as I can remember. Which is right opposite of me because I don't really, I don't watch any sports. 
it's crazy how that works out. Yeah, boring. I know people people judge me all the time because of this. <laughs> so, you know, I feel very judged because I'm a man who doesn't watch sports. Not interested. I played all of them almost, but I'm not interested in a single one to watch on TV. It's crazy. Well, the only one I watch is football. That's it. Uh, baseball, you can hit me up when it's time to watch the World Series. But other than that, I'm I'm just football. Now, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy going to a good game. I enjoy going and doing things with people and interacting with people. But I, I think it's more the people than it is the, the game because I don't consider it entertaining to me. I don't, I don't know what that is. It's I think it is, though. It's, it's Football is one of the most entertaining sports. I mean, you know, we, we play it backyard at, you know, during the holidays, this time of year, we what uh, Thanksgiving. A lot of times you get family over, and it somehow it ends up either tossing the ball in the backyard or you're playing football. Um, it's just yeah, like like the last time you came over, we were throwing it in the front yard. Right, right. It's just a, it's it's a pastime, you know. It's uh, but see, that's right up there with something. baseball. Yeah, but that's doing it. That's the thing. I, I may be broken. I don't know. I don't know. Something may be wrong with me. We'll, I don't know. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, but the Lord's going to be like, you should have liked sports or something. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it, what I was getting at is, is you know, it just some of these things are around so long that we just they're in every a lot of things we do, not everything. They're in a lot of things we do. Uh, football is just it's it's great to see them go out and try to score, man. Uh, get down the field, uh, try to outsmart the defense. Um, you know the offense will set up a play that's trying to uh, be a better play than the defense sets up, and the defense yeah. is trying to do the same. And so you know when your team's the one that's you know driving down the field and gets in the end zone, I mean it's pretty exciting, especially when you've watched it for many years and you've never. Well, Jeremy's cutting in and out. He has bad service at his house, so we'll get that figured out eventually. But while we're waiting, let's go ahead and talk about a little bit about things that you may not know about me. Um, My bad. It's all right. I, you're back. I got you. Um, there's a lot of things that, that I don't disclose on here. And, Jeremy, you know why I didn't talk about the things I did, because when, when we started this endeavor, I was in law enforcement. Right. Well, And I was, and I was doing all kinds of different things in law enforcement, and, and, and now that I'm not, now that I pushed, now that I've gotten away from that, um, I do a lot more things now. And I guess I need to talk about those things because people have no clue what I do. What I do now is I, is I coach people through crisis. I help people in crisis situations. I own a company. It's called uh, Crisis Coaching LLC. And I do classes. I do coaching for, for individuals who have gone through, you know, traumatic incidences or, you know, crisis they're in crisis mode and what i like to do is i like to deep dive into their and into what they have going on help them pull out of it and turn their you know a situation that would normally be a stumbling block for them i want to turn that into something that becomes a stepping stone to bring them to where they want to be and and my wife and i we do all kinds of different other stuff but that's the gist of what i do now and and i'll be finishing up my master's soon in christian counseling and no, it's just it's just one thing after another. Like like Jeremy said, like with his story, he never knew he was going to be where he's at now. I never knew I was going to be where I'm at now. We moved states. We and it's crazy because God moved us to the same state near each other, like 15 minutes away from each other. And and nowhere in our thought process will we have ever imagined that we would be 
15 minutes away from each other in a completely different state than where we started, still doing the podcast, but have these different, it's almost like different lives than we had before. It's completely, just the way God does things is amazing. I would have never thought that I, I, yeah, it's crazy. I would would have never thought that that we would be doing what we're doing now. And don't get comfortable because he'll move you again. That's exactly right. It's a constant flowing like water. If you're moving in the spirit, you're going to be moving like water. You're going to keep going. You're not going to stop. If something tries to, to, to dam it up and, and water and dam all the water up, eventually that's going to break through because God is, he is a one of breakthrough and he will get you through whatever's trying to stop you to get to the purpose that he made you for. And, and in the meantime, we keep glorifying him and that's just what we do. And this is, this has just been an amazing journey. And, so and tell me yeah. how you got into it. Tell me how you got into, um, wanting to do what you're doing now with the uh, crisis coaching. Yeah. Well, I started, when I started my master's on Christian counseling, I was still doing law enforcement. So it's in, in the middle of that, you know, I got married and moved to Alabama. So I couldn't, I couldn't do law enforcement anymore there. And then I felt that, that God was tugging on my heart just to keep pursuing the counseling. And, and so I started crisis coaching and, and now I coach people through crisis and use the skills that I learned in my career in law enforcement, which I retired out, you know, I was invested. Um, I retired out. I had, I, here, here's, here's what drives me crazy about the law enforcement thing is the fact that I was one hour away. No joke. I was one hour away from getting a thousand hours, a thousand hours of training. I was mm. one hour away. Yeah, and, and I'm like, if I would have just got one more, I could have just rounded it up to a thousand. But still, 999 hours of training is a lot. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know what it took. You know, well, isn't, it, isn't it funny how he does things like that? Remember, I was going through the mandate process, and I was one week away, and God took me out of that. Yeah. Uh, and it's grueling. It's one of those things that you know, it it it's a very hard pill to swallow, and it still is sometimes. Because uh, that was a big desire of mine, and, and for God to re, you know take me out of something a week before graduation, and, and it took me a very long time to say, okay, Lord, that that, that was what you wanted. That's what uh, that's what we're going to do, you know. Because I, I questioned, you know, why God, why why you have to do this to me, you know. And but I'm telling you, I mean, don't get comfortable, you know. You could think, all right, I'm in this degree program, or. Uh, I just got done. I'm going to go ahead and start my career. You could be 30 years into your career and God say, Hey, it's time to move. Yep. But we got to be ready. We got to be willing. That's it. We, we, we have to be ready. If not, if not, it'll catch us off guard. And if not, it'll cause a lot of problems that, that God was trying to prepare us for that we wasn't willing to be prepared for. Yeah. I'm telling you what, though, you got a leg up in the competition, though, because, you know, all those years of law enforcement, you had to wear so many hats. And the main hat that you had to wear was always putting out fires, always talking to people. So you got a leg up, man. Yeah. Well, well, the thing about it was I stayed there long enough. I started out in the jail as a jail officer. And what I did is I got mandated, which people don't know, but that's certification for law enforcement officers. That gives you arrest powers along with all the rest of the powers that come along with being a certified law enforcement officer. That's well, 11 weeks plus of suck. Yeah. 21 tests. <laughs> um, and then, and if you, and if you fail test, you get one more shot. And if you don't, you're out. That's how it was for me. But the thing about it was when I was going through, I, I, I did that. And I came back when I, when I got done and certified, I went out, I served warrants for years 
I would go arrest people who had warrants. Then I worked a year at the courthouse. And then it gave me this, I guess, well-roundedness because I saw everything that I did from the beginning to the end. I knew where the paperwork started. I knew where it ended. And then, and then I went and surprise, surprise, I was put as a supervisor on the, the sex offender registry. So I had to supervise all that. And it was, it was at that, the training for that, I think, I think was the most in-depth training that I had had because we weren't just dealing with normal things at that point. We were dealing with things of extreme nature and things I had to witness, the things I had to see through that. And I guess witness and scene are the same thing, but the things that I had to deal with were not your normal everyday stuff. And, and that was, it was very, it was very draining, but it was very knowledgeable. It gave me, it gave me a lot of knowledge to, to do what I'm doing now. And I think, and that's God, because, because I never would have imagined that all the stuff that I had learned in that one field was going to play over into another. I, I had no clue. The <laughs> things that I, the things that I witnessed on the street and going to these calls and, and, and dealing with these situations on the street when it's, the, it's at its highest, you know, escalated rate, I can now bring people into a room and talk to them and, and help them through these things different ways of looking at it and maybe shift their perspective that's the goal is to shift the perspective of the person who is who's trying to receive some help there and that's why i go into that's why i open it up to groups as well i go and i talk to businesses i do i do different things in that area and groups of people i go and talk to them and i show them how to deal with high stress situations that they may deal with in their work in their work environment in their workspace. That way they can be confident knowing that if something happens, then they have an avenue. They have a way to handle it. They have a way to get themselves into safety. They have a way to, to help get others to safety or however it may look. Cause there's a million different scenarios you can go through. You know that as well as I do. Absolutely. I mean, it's just, isn't it amazing how, you know, don't ever think that it's amazing how God works. It's amazing how he's, he's intertwined in everything. Um, don't think that you're in a situation in your life or you're in a place, you're at a job, you're in somewhere that you think you're just tired of being. Don't think that it, you're there for no reason. Um, everything is for a reason. God has his hand in everything. So wherever you're at, uh, it, it's exactly where God wants you to be. Um, which there's there's different views on that as well. Uh, but I don't want to get too much into that right now. Um but just just trust trust in God. Uh, my next question is uh, how 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 has your life changed now that you're in this field rather than uh, what what you came from? Uh, the, well, the, the, where I came from is is we were called to the situations. Now I'm having to make it to where people know about the services that are available to help get them through a situation or out of a situation. Uh, does that make sense? Because not a lot of people know about this. You can advertise all day long, but you have algorithms that keep everything from reaching where they need to right. be. You know, I was well, on I a guess, national. I yeah. guess what I meant more, Chase, was how has this how has this affected your life for the better from what you were doing in the past? Oh, for the better? Is it my schedule is open? I see. I see more. I can see more improvements when I'm speaking to people instead of trying to help them in the middle of it. 
by the most of the time, and I'm going to say this, most of the time, 95% of the time, when an officer has arrived at a scene, a crime scene or whatever it may be, or a call, they are doing cleanup at that point. Um, they're trying to resolve the situation that's already happened. Is already after the occurred. fact, police. Yeah, after the fact. That that's the that is the issue there, because we can't be everywhere at once. There's just no way. Because if you hover over people, that's that's not letting people live. So, officers are called to the to the scene or to or to the call. They get there and they're working out things that have already occurred. They're trying to figure out the story. Trying to it's just like a wreck. They don't they don't. They're not seeing the what happened after they get there. So, it, but myself, I can bring them into a room where these emotions are still there, but they're they're able to work through those emotions and solve those issues that they're having and and work through that mindset that's keeping them oppressed without having to be on scene dealing with other people telling this other person to, to, to settle down or having to arrest somebody. It, yeah. it takes away all That's the chaos. messy chaos. Yeah. It allows complete focus. Yeah, it, it, it allows complete focus on the situation at hand. And, and, I can and only imagine that it, from in that moment. I can only imagine they're probably more comfortable. Uh, well, it's, I mean, I'm not talking to a counselor. Um, it, it can be very uncomfortable but try talking to a police officer with lights flashing and people running people yelling and crimes in progress going on i mean it's just you know the situations uh it, it's more of a relaxed environment contained environment controlled environment you know where you're at now yeah. so I, I would assume it's uh, you get a lot more response from um people you talk to now versus when you would show up in a uniform yeah, and, and it's simple. The, the coaching process in the in this is not hard when you've been able to witness what they've gone through. I, I've been through so many scenarios with so many different people it, firsthand as they're as it's happening, as it's you know occurred. I've I've arrived at the crime scene to where you know someone just lost their life by somebody else. Um, I've been to all those. I've been to the bad stuff that that I'm not even gonna talk about on here. I'm really not because it's just it's too it's too horrible to talk about in, in the public. It's it's like going and watching that movie that came out. What was it called? Um, the trafficking movie. Um, uh, Freedom? Sound of Freedom. Sound, of, Sound Freedom. of Freedom. I went and watched that movie with my wife, and 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 it brought back so much for me that I had that I had witnessed that I had had to deal with and it was just and it was just I don't know it, it was yeah it that's, was a, that's that's a rough one man um yeah. we just watched it I just actually watched it this this week um and man I'm telling you if it don't make you want to get up and go join something uh and fight fight the evil you know yeah oh I totally understand um what about home life? I mean, home life, is, is it different? Because I remember you worked um, driving a tractor truck or uh, you drive, you were driving an 18 wheeler uh, for Pepsi and you would work. I mean, I would go to work. I'd talk to you during the day. I'd be home and I'd still be talking to you at the end of the day when I was off and you'd still be at work. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm guessing that has just changed dramatically in your life and with your family. 
well, yeah, and that's that's but that's when I was seeing the most miracles because I had to turn to God because of my because the situation I had had at my in my home life. You know, right. that was completely different. I don't know if people know, but I've I've gone through divorce. You know, it was there was a really bad time where where the only only thing I could turn to was God, and now I can thank God for that. I can Amen. thank Him for it every every second of the the way. Yes, the, the divorce. There was grounds for divorce, and and that's the option I went. And you know, looking back, I can see mistakes that I'd made, and I learned from mistakes that I'd made. I can see I, I was able to see what I didn't want in my future. Um, it, it taught me so much in the moment, and that's the key: is to take things that happen to us, take you know hard things that we go through, and, and damaging things. And turning them into something that is miraculous. Amen. That God, that God, because God can do that if we allow Him, and He yeah. can take He can take the broken and He can shift it all day long, every single day. But we have to allow that, because in our life, sometimes we just want to be woe is me. Sometimes we just want to be like, man, my life's awful. And you asked why me earlier when you were talking about, you know, yeah, pity you know, party. Leaving. Yeah, and that was the thing about it is earlier in my life I always said why not me when bad things happen to me because bad things happen to everybody and then after a moment in my life and it was through my 20s it was 20s were rough I'm not gonna lie I was hit by an 18 wheeler when I turned 21 and then ended up driving one then ended up driving one after I retired <laughs> but then the thing about it was is at that point I had shifted to why me I became bitter because all kinds of stuff happened. You know, I'm not going to go into details about my past relationship because that's that's done with. But the thing I will go into is the is when I got married and moved to Alabama, when I got remarried and moved to Alabama, that was the best decision that I'd ever made. Because when I got here, I knew that was where God wanted me to be. I knew it was the plan that he had for me. I knew that he had a structure for my life and that if I allowed him to make the decisions in my life, if I would slow down, and let him make choices in my life for me, and me follow that, then my entire life would change for the better. Amen. And I pray that I can do that every single day, that God continues to give me that wisdom, and that I'm, that I'm, you know, it's slowed down enough to where I can hear what he's saying. Amen. It gives you a lot more time with uh, with the family and at home, too, now. Um, but, I mean, everything that we've worked through, like what, you, what you're telling us about, it's the same things that you're going to be dealing and talking to people about uh, in your business, uh, doing what you're doing. And now that you've walked through it and you've seen how to walk through it, you have a better perspective to uh, help them through it. Uh, something somebody said, you know, uh, I don't remember if I said it on here um, on one of the last podcasts, but, you know, your job's not to fix it. It's to get them through it. And there was a lady, oh, man, if I can't remember her name she came here to speak to us and that's something that she said was you're you're not you're not going to be able to fix it but you can walk through it with them you know you have to walk through it and, I, and that speaks volumes to me man you know because we we constantly try to attack something with i'm going to help fix it i'm going to fix it well then you got to back up what, what's really going on you're saying i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that well you're not gonna do anything you know yeah. um and i think a lot of the um, things that we've went through and where we're at now, that's that's a big part of what we learned was 
it has nothing to do with us. We control nothing. We have to submit everything. Um, I think, I think that's, what's been huge in, uh, with me and my wife and our family here is, um, we had to finally get to that point where we were content with where we were being and submit fully before God. And then, you know, before God would move us further, uh, or this is what it was. And I think submission is huge. And it's like with you, I think you were going through all that. He showed you and guide you through that. And times I've been, um, watching you and your walk and been like, man, why can't I be where he's at? You know, um, and you, you did the same thing. You you had to submit in order to, to hear God tell you where to be and who, who you were going to marry. Um, so I think that's something we both learned in this um, this season of our life. Yeah. And where we – the thing is, is where the way I choose – the well, the way I chose anybody I'd ever been with, you know, like whoever I dated – it didn't matter where all the way like from the first girlfriend I ever had you know, I never let God choose them not one single time did I let God choose anybody I dated except for my current wife that's it yeah that's I think it. everybody I think everybody who who hears this can be like oh wait I do that now or have done it yeah, no, absolutely. That's a, that's a big one. Because it says we're supposed to trust him in all parts of our life. Um, you're supposed to trust him with your next step. So, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying, you know, I need to ask him if I'm going to go pop this bag of popcorn. But, you know, if I'm going to make a decision, do I need to spend this money here? Do I need to uh, further a relationship with this person here? Do I need to take this career step here? I mean, those are things you need to pray about. Um, those are things you'll learn along the way. Uh, it's it's funny how God does things. You know, you'll ask for something. He'll put you through it to learn it. He's not just going to, you know, download it into your head and be like, oh, there you go. Now you know it. No, you, you're going to have to learn it. You're going to have to walk it out. Well, those are the best <laughs> lessons learned. I, you know, I've, I've, I've come to the conclusion that I, that there's a difference between, you know, something being revealed to you and, and something and then receiving revelation from it. Yeah. You know, I can go through and talk about something all day long, every single day. But I can tell you every time God laid something on me that gave me revelation of what he was telling me, like that actually sunk in, became a part of me, made me change. And, and it was like, there it was, there it was yeah. like the time that he told me that fear the Lord, the time he gave me the definition of fear the Lord, I was sitting in Zaxby's drive through and I was like, why in the world would God want us to fear him? And then boom, because fear has power because he didn't give us the spirit of fear. The enemy gives us a spirit of fear. This world gives us a spirit of fear. And what we do is that fear has control. And if fear has control over us, then God doesn't. Yeah. I remember I, that. I remember where I was. I remember the time that I was like, okay, I, I fear losing things. And that's why I've held on so tightly. And that's why I've made all these decisions that I did. Because, simply because I was fearful. Absolutely. As soon as I got that, as soon as I figured it out, as soon as he revealed it to me, my life started changing from that point. And I'm not going to lie. It took me, I was around what I was in my thirties at that point. It took that long for me to realize that these <laughs> things is what's causing, this is what's causing all, all my problems. 
is because I'm being controlled by something other than God. Yeah, I think we've all experienced that. Um, it, it, it controls me every now and then uh, doing this podcast. I'm going to tell you what, man. You know, when we when we plan on doing this, I don't get no sleep. <laughs> I worry. Uh, I don't like being – I mean, it's not that I don't like doing it. It's uh, I definitely don't want to hear myself on here, you know. Uh, but you, you get on here and pop off a conversation and, and, and a topic like it was nothing. Well, it takes that, it takes that breaking through that, you know, I guess it's kind of like when you're a kid, when you're a kid, if, if somebody takes a picture of you, the kid knows that they need to change their posture. If somebody, if they see somebody taking a picture of them, it's almost like they know that the world's going to see that they know that this is going to be broadcast for everybody to see. It's a moment that's going to be captured in time. And they want to, and they, and it, it makes us change who we really are, and it keeps us from being authentic because we have that fear there, like you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. But you know what? It sounds so much better when it's when it's authentic. Oh, That's absolutely. what I've noticed. That's what I've noticed. And after you got, a while, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was gonna say, you got anything coming up uh, exciting that you want to share? Oh, uh, well, I finished my master's in January, February, something like that, my last two two courses. And then as soon as I right. finish that, I'll be starting my doctorate. So oh, Lord. If, if the Lord's willing, if the Lord's willing, <laughs> I'll be doing this thing. I can't say that I will be because I'm just on this path, in it. but if the Lord's willing, that's what I'm going to do. If Dr. Holtzclaw. Huh. Yeah, yeah. If not, then, then we'll see where it goes, but I, know, I trust in the Lord where he's going to take me. I'm going to call you DRC, Dr. Chase. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I think that's the biggest The biggest thing is even with, you know, me being here um, and, and both things that we're doing, we have to be open to wherever God wants to move us and whenever that means and whenever that is because we've already experienced that God could, could move us in the middle of something. Yeah. Um, and so... You know, something that we tell the kids here is, you know, that we love you. We're here. We're here as God as long as God will allow us to be here, and we're gonna we're gonna cherish every moment we can here, and we're gonna do we're gonna make the best of it. Um, but but God could move us at any moment, just like He could move them. You know, if you submit your life to Christ and you want to walk that path, He can move you at any point in time, and you have to be ready for that. That's right. But how? Do, but here's the thing. Here's what people are gonna wonder. How do you how do you know? That's what they're gonna wonder. How, how's, it that, how's it that you've known? Well, ever since I mean, like I got saved late in life. Um, unfortunately, um, well, I say unfortunately, but really, it, it, it's all God's plan. He had it worked out the way He wanted it. I did some walking away, but you know, He He did it. It was at the right time, you know. Um, and ever since that day, if He's told me to do something, I get this burning fire in me that I will not take no for an answer and I will not quit. Uh, and it's not like my thoughts that I have here, you know, my earthly thoughts are in my head that I'm like, Oh, you know, that sounded weird. Earthly thought. Uh, but the thoughts that I have in my head, you know, I, I want to go after a goal, but then I get tired from it or I get weary from it. And I, I second guess it. But when it's, a, when it's something, a desire or uh, something that God's told me to do, I never get tired. I'm going until it's done. I'm going until uh, I've completed what he's told me to do. I, it's just, I've never gotten that feeling in my life until I was saved. Um, and since then, when God tells me to do something, you know, because I've been in a situation where 
God was telling me to do something. And this was after I, I, you know, gave my life over and I told him no. And uh, I will never do that again. Um, I say that. He said, they say don't say the word never, but I'm going to tell you now that that's a very strong, I will not do that again. Um, you, you know the story about fighting with, you know, wrestling with Jacob. Uh, that's what it felt like. I, I felt like I was in a wrestling match. Um, I was wearing this watch, and he, he wanted me to get up and speak in front of these people, and I have an issue with speaking, and I told him, I said, no, no. Said, they didn't got time for me. There's no slot for me to just walk up there and talk. What's going to happen if I do walk up there and talk? Well, I was like, nope. And so my, I'm sitting there, and it's just like, man, I start pouring sweat. My heart starts racing. My watch is going off telling me, hey, you got, you know, your heart rate is dangerous high right now. And I'm sitting there. So there's no reason my heart rate should be, you know, I think it was, it, I don't know how high it was. I don't even remember. This was years ago. But for the next, like, 30-plus minutes, I know it wasn't all night, uh, like Jacob, but for the next 30 minutes, man, I, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Um wow. And it got, and people around me noticed. Uh, my wife looked at me and was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Nope, I just fought. I just fought the Lord, and He won." <laughs> you know. And from that point forward, I was like, "I'm gonna do my. I'm gonna try my best not to ever tell the Lord no again." Yeah. Uh, so I mean, it's just for me. It's always been that when He's placed it in there, there's been there's there is no option for no. Uh, yeah. There's no quit. Well, there's a huge difference, and you're and you talking about. God actually moving you to do something. God actually saying something and you feel it in your spirit. And right. and here's what people don't understand is God, God does that, but he does it. That's not a, that's not a everyday like, Oh yeah, I feel it right now. I got to do this or I feel this. I got to right. come here. Now, if you, now if you draw closer to God, you can get to where you feel the Holy spirit moving. You feel the Holy spirit directing you in different ways throughout your days. But the thing about life is when we go over here and you talked about popcorn, if we go and do something simple, we go and do this. Yeah, it doesn't change the course. But here's the thing. When our life has a course changing event, we need to ask God, what in the world should we be doing? Is this of you? Is this not of you, Lord? And if it right. is, then then let it be. If it's not, then take it from us. But and He'll honor those. He'll honor those prayers too. And some things you got to understand. Some people or some some decisions don't require an immediate answer. And the Lord will, may not give you an immediate an answer. Sometimes you have to pray. Sometimes you even have to fast. Uh, when we came here, uh, when we were trying to see, find out if this was the right decision and the right way to go, we fat we put, picked one day a, uh, a week for a year and we fasted. Um, just to be sure this is where the Lord was truly telling us to be. Um, your decisions. Now there'll be some decisions that are, that need to be made faster than others. And, and I believe God will, will stand in for those. You know, he'll, he'll give you those answers, uh, when you need them, but don't think that every decision needs, uh, Oh, I'll give the answer. I need an answer by tomorrow, God. Cause that's not necessarily the way it's going to go either. I saw this thing on TikTok, and it was a, it was these two guys yelling back and forth to each other. And one of them was one of them was pretending to be God, and the other one was just somebody praying. He's like, "I prayed to you, and you didn't give me any answers." He's like, "Yeah, I did." He's like, "No, you didn't." He's like, "Yes, I did." He said, "Yes isn't the only answer. You have no, and you have maybe. Wait a little bit for the maybe." <laughs> he's like, "He answers every prayer, but just because you pray, he's not he's not a genie." <laughs> 
if it's not right. lined up with the if it's not lined up with the will of God, our Father, which that's what we want. We want that lining of His will, and that's what Jesus asked for before He, you know, He was He was taken to be sacrificed. But the thing is, we need that lined up will with God. And if we're praying for something, what if the very thing that we're praying for is the thing that we have made an idol in our life? And God is tired of us bringing our, our, our false idols to him when we're supposed to be there in his throne room. Yeah. You know, what well, if, what that, that? that's surrender. Yeah, what are we not like, surrendering? What are we not putting down? What are we exactly. still holding on to? What are, what are we going to Lord saying, okay, uh, Lord, I'm ready. Use me, but I've got something behind my back in my hand that I'm not willing to let go of. You know, um, when you go to church and after the service, he says, come down here, you know, to the altar and, and leave it here. And how many times do we go down there and we tell God we're leaving it? And then as we get up, we're like sliding a couple things in our hand right quick that we lay down at the altar, putting it back in our pockets and walking and say, yeah, Lord, but you can't have that one. Um, what in the what in the world? What in the world are we doing? You know, we're I all, mean, we're all guilty of it. Yes, every, yes, every one of us are guilty absolutely, of it. absolutely. But anyway, um, Lord, we've got Christmas coming up, man. You looking forward to that? Well, <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> that, that's a complicated question. Uh, that's my, that's probably the hardest question you've asked the whole time. Really? Uh, but yeah. But well, I'm ready for the holidays. I love the holiday season because it brings family together. Not so much the reason that the world made the holidays, but for me, it's it's a time that family comes in closer and we get to be together and we get to talk about the things that we're thankful for and the things that we have appreciated and what the Lord's done for us. Oh, yeah. That's a great time. Christmas can yeah. be tricky. Christmas can be very tricky of a holiday. Because, you know, you, for me, I have, we have three birthdays in my family, in my immediate family, right at the beginning of Christmas, uh, right at the beginning of <laughs> December. So, so we have three big birthdays right at the beginning of December. And then we have Christmas. I so, used to get so jealous of those people. Man. Why, do, why can't my birthday be right before Christmas? It's so really not glamorous. Yeah, it's really not that glamorous. <laughs> At least if it's halfway in between, you know, you get something extra. It's like it cuts it in half, but it, yeah, they're saying, waiting yeah. all year. Yeah, so like, you know, uh, if you have a birthday in December, uh, all the people you know are like, well, I was going to give you six gifts at Christmas, so since it's your birthday, we'll give you three now and three then. Yeah. You know, like, that's how people get smart. <laughs> waiting on their birthdays, like waiting on Christmas to get here. Thanks for having Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad the birthdays. The birthdays need to take a little bit longer because uh, the older I get, the faster it goes. Oh, it does. Oh, I know. <laughs> Time flies. I can't believe it's about to be 2024. Cannot believe oh, yeah. that. Oh, yeah. We've already been sitting here talking for almost 40 minutes, and it doesn't even feel like it. I know. 2024. Okay. What, here's what we, got to, here's what we got to look forward to in 2024. A bunch of a bunch of people going crazy because of election is coming up. Crazy. You know, people talking about <laughs> how this next election is going to be the end of the world. Uh, uh, I've been hearing that for years. I've been hearing that my whole life. Here's how, <laughs> here's how I know that it's not ending right now. Because the world's talking to, about it. Yeah, because <laughs> the people keep trying to predict it. 
<laughs> yeah. God said, no, nobody's going to know but him. So, That's right. So, But here's the thing about it. If, if things do happen, whether we were raptured or whether we're not, or whether this happens or whether it doesn't, you know, it's God's plan. You know, things are going to happen according to God's will when, when that situation does come. But consider it all joy is what we're supposed to do. Every bit of it. We have to consider it all joy to go through these trials, to go through these questionings, to go through all these things, these worries, these doubts, these confusions. If we consider it all joy because it meets with the line and aligns with God's glory, and we didn't go out there and we didn't mess up our own life to get there, you know, we consider it joy that we have the opportunity to live. We have the opportunity to go through things. We have the opportunity to, to make these you know, flaws in our life known that we need to fix is if we consider it joy, you know, at the end of the day that no one has anything to bicker about. No one has anything to say you're wrong or I'm right or anything like that. If they consider what they're going through is all joy because it's going to strengthen them. It's going to prove character. And it's hard to do that. It's hard to think, especially, you know, rough circumstances to sit there and say, uh, it is one of the hardest things to do, say, Lord, thank you for, for, for what I'm currently going through. Uh, because we constantly look at the negative and what it's, how it's affecting me, how it's yeah. making me feel. And yeah. we're not looking at the lesson to be learned or what God's trying to teach us. And, you know, I feel like sometimes if I would just pick up the, you know, figure out what he's trying to teach me faster, I'd probably be out of it quicker. Yeah, and that's, that's for all of us. That's for every one of us. But you know, I was just thinking how algorithms work. You know how algorithms work. You click on something, and it starts showing you more of that. If you watch it longer, it starts showing you more of that. It it pretty much picks up on the things that, that it thinks you're interested in by by what you watch. And here here's what I see: that the wicked get fed wicked. That the people who who are slightly intrigued by something. We'll get fed that. And and what happens is, is when we start to feed ourselves one thing of, of the world, it's going to force feed us the same things over and over and over until it starts changing our mindset, changing the way we think, changing how we function in our life. That's how people, have you ever saw somebody who is positive, who is completely content, and then, and then you see them a month later or so, and they're just all negative and everything else, and they're like, and then, and then it takes a minute for you to realize what the heck happened. Well, what had happened was they had been watching, <laughs> they had been watching too many TikTok videos of all this negative stuff because it kept force feeding them after they watched yeah. it one time. Yep. You are what you take in. Or you, you know, what, what you take in uh, is what comes out. Um, you know, so what, what is that old saying we used to hear? If you lay with the dogs, you're going to catch the fleas. That's it. That's you know, it. you lay with all that crap that, uh, that the world's dishing out, you're going to end up becoming what you know exactly what you're watching. Yeah, and it's the same thing with faith, though. If you start filling your filling your cup with with faith and what God has to offer, and and all the different things that go along with it, reading the Word, you know, praying. And I'm not saying I do it every day. I, I'm guilty as anybody else. But the fact of the matter is, is is what you feed yourself. Yeah, will be force fed to you, and that's what's amazing. That's what's funny about this is you know, those are the people that drew you in yeah. to this this walk, this life. Those people you saw walking around, and you knew, you know, in your world, it was a war, 
and around you it felt like a war but this this person walked into your life happy nothing bothered them seemed like they were deflecting arrows left and right and you wanted some of that you wanted to know how that was and th and th this is it this is this is what it is it's that walk yeah. um so yeah i mean there's there's benefits to one side and one that's, side only and it ain't the world no that's it that's like going to a chinese buffet expecting <laughs> country food you know what i mean well, I don't eat Chinese, so I, don't. Oh, I Chinese. love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Give me a good Chinese buffet any day. But yeah, um, but man, it was, it was great. It was Absolutely. great talking to you. And we're gonna wrap up this. And yeah, Jeremy, would you pray us out? Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> Lord, we just thank you for this time. We. We thank you for this time that we were, we're able to talk. We're able to uh, discuss more about ourselves. But at the same time, uh, we, we're given the opportunity to talk more about you um, and how sometimes we we aren't perfect. Uh, we never will be perfect. But, Lord, sometimes that we just what we need to do to be to have a better relationship with you. Uh, Lord, I just pray for everybody out there who hears this. Uh, even those who don't, Lord, I, uh, I pray that you place your hands on them, that you help them through any situations that they're going through, give them any answers they're seeking, heal those who need healed. Um, Lord, we just ask you to guide the the lost uh, to the light, Lord. Um, we pray that those out there who are in this walk uh, and are submitted, submitting to this walk, that they, um, they fully submit um, because they will be used to bring those in, uh, draw those from the, uh, you know, out of the dark. Uh, Lord, we thank you for all that you do do for us. We thank you for everything that you've uh, done for us. Um, Lord, we just, we pray for protection over everyone listening and not listening. Lord, we love you. We thank you. Amen. 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 Jeremy, it was a pleasure. Absolutely. Go dogs. Yes. Oh, no, no. All right, everybody. <laughs> all right, everybody. As Jeremy goes off of here in his little rant of, you know, Georgia Bulldogs, we want to thank you all for joining us. We want to thank you individually, each and every one of you individually for all you do, for everything that, that you've allowed us to do. Um, just stay motivated, stay positive. Just monitor what is coming into your life because that may be the very thing that is forced upon you. Just know that God loves you, know that we love you, and know that if you need us, we're here. Reach out if you reach out if you would like to, to know anything. If you would like, if you have an interesting story, you'd like to come on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Uh, yeah, but, if you've got tickets to the SEC championship and you need a friend, I'm here. Just uh, kidding. <laughs> no, he's not. He's not kidding. But well, we love all of you. You have a wonderful day, and God bless. Take care.